This is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a priest delving into some leftover wafers. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio, and this week I had comedian Amy Halverska, and we chatted religion and comedy. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. You are indeed listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. I hope you're having a lovely afternoon. We are here over in the Hoxton Massive. Now, Amy Hawerska, my lovely guest, is running a teeny bit late. But luckily, me talking about the Funny Women Awards last night and how much fun I had and how I'm maybe slightly hungover, my producer is also the producer of Funny Women. So maybe we'll have a chat about Funny Women. Hi, Kate Lennon. Oh, hey. <laughs> here she is. <laughs> Um, is it nice being on this side of the microphone? Uh, it's, it's a bit weird, actually. I know all the things that you have to do, like speak directly into the microphone. Because those are the <laughs> things we tell people every time they come into the yeah, studio. Exactly. So you better do it correctly, Caitlin. I'm, I'm being watched, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about last night. Are you relieved? Has it been a crazy few months? Yes, it has. Um, it's, well, it's a crazy year. I mean, the whole sort of preparation for the awards is, is a year-long crusade um, with our fabulous awards producer, uh, Isabel Matheson. Yes. Um, who organises it all and obviously help from benefit. It's, it's great. But it takes a long time, um, organising <laughs> all those women and all those heats and all those All those women. Yeah, so many women. <laughs> so do you think it was a success? Are you guys happy? Did oh, you have a little... Yeah. Prosecco debrief. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. There was quite a big Prosecco debrief. There was, there was a drinking. free bar, so we milked that. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Um, Benefit were very happy with it all. Um, everyone thought it went really well, although as the producer, I was like, that wasn't right, that wasn't right, that wasn't right. But you just have to get used to that. Do you spot all the little things? Oh, yeah. What were some little things that weren't right <laughs> that we I wouldn't have noticed? Well, the big one that probably the audience did notice was uh, Lynn, the founder of Funny Women, when her big entrance onto the stage, Kerry Godleyman, who was hosting, was looking for her like, where's Lynn, where's Lynn? She'd gone to the loo at exactly <laughs> the wrong time. Well, and you I know, was, nature calls. Well, yeah, but... Not at the time, the most important time during the show. And I was sort of sudden tech box swearing a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, my assistant had a headphone on and could hear me swearing. So everyone in the green room could hear me swearing as well. Good. Yeah. So I thought that was a good start. It's good comedy, isn't it? <laughs> it's great. So she popped to the loo. Yeah. Anything else went wrong? Uh, what happened? Did you, someone have to go and grab her out of the loo? Yeah, well, I hope someone just sort of ripped her off the toilet, like, pull your knickers up, go! <laughs> pull your knickers <laughs> up, go! Um, but I think she uh, she just sort of came out and was startled when she heard the music and was like, oh! And then got escorted on stage. So it wasn't too bad, but it was a moment of... Because <gasps> there is that thing before you go on stage that you do always feel like you need to wee. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> normally you don't, and you go to the loo and you're like, I don't need to go, it's just nerves. Okay. So maybe she had a bit of that. I think so, but... She's not allowed to do it ever again. Okay. <laughs> Go to the toilet at all yes. during I'm events. I'm going to make sure before the show, I'm like, Lynn, do you need a wee? Have you been? Have you been? <laughs> so I um, always end up talking about wee. <laughs> I know, it's a thing that I do. Um, so what what is the role of a producer with something like the Funny Women? Um, if people don't know. Okay, well, I suppose it differs company to company and how big or small your company is. Uh, funny Women, I mean, 
probably people know it as quite a large company, but it is four to five women working separately in their own homes, stressing about things. Yeah. And uh, my role certainly involves um, putting on all the live events, all the workshops, all the corporate events. I am uh, involved in those and uh, all the technical things because I'm the only one that knows anyone anything about technical things. You are very good with the technical. Very technical one. Yeah. So how did you get into producing? Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I suppose I did drama and theatre at uni. And I did a lot of stage managing and production and really boring technical things there. And I really enjoyed that. Um, you enjoyed the boring technical yeah, things? Yeah, I am a bit of a, a geek in that respect. I like it. That's good. I like it. I like it. Um, and then I, uh, I left and I tried my hand as an actress. It didn't work. Um, and then I sort of got into comedy. I've worked for TV, radio, film... And I suppose that was my way into knowing more people in the comedy industry. Um, and then I became a comedian. Um, started a group called The Kitten Killers, who are still going. Uh, I left them in September 2014 because uh, it just wasn't working out. And, um, and you were just too good at up. producing. Well, I don't want to say anything. Like, I'm being called. <laughs> The god of the producers. Yeah. Which Someone is probably the other day a was like, you're the loveliest lady in comedy. I was like, aw. Oh. I'm going to put that on my CV. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. That's a good sort of flyer. Yeah. I, don't, I know producers don't really have flyers in the way that comedians do for their <laughs> shows. But if you had a flyer with like your face in it, that would be a really good mm, sort of lovely. tagline. Lovely. You are quite lovely. Oh, thanks, mate. Sorry. I mean, we work together. You have to say that. <laughs> and also, I'm on the radio. Yeah. And you'll totally beat me up if I don't. <laughs> But she is very lovely. Yeah, I'm going to write and sabotage this next script. <laughs> yeah, because I will just read anything you write, <laughs> like in Anchorman. She trusts me too well. Um, any top tips for any young producers? Um, I suppose it is. I learned very much on the job, but I suppose Lynn Parker, founder of Funny Women, taught me a lot as well. Um, but having been in TV and film, I learned a lot about that sort of producing. And it does it does sort of transfer from sort of the different creative forms. Mm. Um, it's just about being super organised, super anal about everything. Um, I'm allowed to say anal on the radio. Well, I think in that context, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> just fine. not in the other one. No, and um, <laughs> I won't elaborate. And uh, super like attention to detail is key because it's the tiny things that make that a difference. And do you think finding a sort of mentor that can kind of guide you through it is useful or just get as much experience as you possibly can? As much experience as you possibly can. I mean, I was a runner as well in TV and film and you have to, again, you need you have to know everything about everything that's going on. And even though you're the, the lowest of the food chain in that respect, you are key because you're the one running around after the... Um, like the celebrities and uh, knowing where they are at all times and making sure they get tea because they can't operate with tea or coffee. They don't, no. they don't do that. I haven't had my tea yet this morning. I know. I feel, a bit, <laughs> I feel really bad. <laughs> I feel a bit like I'm not on full form. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, so I love that runners are called runners because they just run around. Yeah. Why are producers called producers? They produce. <laughs> yeah, but what, what if you could rename the producing role based on what, um, what you spend a lot of your time doing, what would you name it? Backstage God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Behind the scenes, like, just big person. In charge of the people. In charge, yeah. 
Now, you're obviously very organised being a producer and you <laughs> you know what I'm doing day to day and I say, Kate, what's happening today? And you tell me. Um, are you as organised in your personal life? OMG, no. No? No. No. Is your bedroom very messy? Are no. things colour coordinated? No. I mean, I, I still am in the renting sphere. Um, so it's it's not as I'd like it to be, um, but it's it's tidy. Um, but I, I met someone. Moments. I met someone who had a bookcase, and they'd colour coordinated the books in the oh, bookcase. Wow. Um, my books. I do have separate categories of books. Okay, there so we I go. <laughs> I knew I there was something. I've got my thrillers, and then I've got my like like help books, like uh, autobiographies and um, comedy books, and then I've got my my university books. <laughs> So, it, so basically, yes, you yeah, are that organised really in am. your personal life. I really am. What drew you to comedy? Oh, every I just I've loved it from day one. I suppose I've always been the joker of the class, and um, my dad brought me up on like Red Dwarf, Blackadder, uh, The Goon Show, uh, Two Ronnies. I've always been massive into comedy, and then went to um, University of Kent. Canterbury and um, there's a lot of comedy there it's, it's very good for churning out comedians like Pappies, uh, The Noise Next Door, Laura Lex uh, Tiananmen Web uh, Jimmy McGee they're wow, all Kentians yeah, hello I should have gone to Kent Me? No, maybe no. I'd be a better comedian <laughs> <laughs> I just went to somewhere in Devon oh, yeah, it's been, yeah, I had a nice time there were hills Baines Plus One Hoxton Radio Indeed, tis Baines plus one on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines. We've gone back to Shakespearean times. Hello. This is my Shakespearean Hello. voice, Kate Lennon. That is terrific. <laughs> I'm really bad at Shakespearean terms. I thought you'd have more Shakespeare in you. That I... sounds dirty. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't mean it to. <laughs> because what, what did you study at the University of Kent where all these comedians yeah, came d- from? Yeah, d- studied drama you and theatre. drama? Yeah. You should know all the things. And drinking. And oh, hockey. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... A, what, do, what do you think the biggest lesson you learnt from the university was? How to dine a pint in 10 seconds. Rick, can yes. you do that? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I wish we had seconds. a pint. I think my... Um, my record's seven. Seven? A whole pint? A whole pint. Of what? Seconds. Guinness. No. Yeah. That is so thick. Flat, you see. Mm. It's oh, flat. Oh, is it easier? So you've got this, yeah. Does it just, like an oyster? you got to sort of open down. your throat a bit. If my mum's listening, please <laughs> just close your ears. This is just for Guinness. It's just for Guinness. That's all we're and talking about. you told me it was good for you because it's got lots of iron in it. It, so. it does have iron in yeah. it. It's like a meal, though. Mm. It's very yeah. heavy. It's quite heavy. Do you feel sick afterwards? I normally am sick afterwards. Oh. <laughs> okay. Different. We don't advocate puking and drinking. Yeah. No. Who's calling? I think it's Amy Huesca. Oh, do you want to answer it? Sure. Well, I'm just reading because we're talking about the Funny Women Awards and, of course, Kate is um, my producer and the producer of the Funny Women and the awards. Um, and we were there last night. Big reviews have just come out that everyone's... So when you're a comedian, you do all these competitions when you're starting out and you hope to get into the final, which is big in front of loads of people. So the Funny Women Awards was at Coco. Um, in Camden, which is quite a lot of people. It's kind of three floors of people. And it's, it's it was a big event. 
And so you perform in front of hundreds of people, normally your biggest gig that you've ever done. And lots of comedy critics come. And for a lot of young comedians, it's the first time that you will have ever been reviewed by a comedy critic. So it's very scary. Um, so so that some of the reviews have just come out and they're going all over the all over the social media. Um, and my friend Catherine Bohart, who was in the final, she got a very lovely review um, from Bruce Dessault, who we've also had on the show. Uh, so Catherine was mentored by Shazia Mirza, who we've also had on the show. Do you see all the links here, guys? All the comedy brilliance. Um, and Kathleen, Catherine is also Catholic, as is Amy Hawerska, and Amy's Jewish. So we're going to be talking a lot about religion today, I feel. But uh, Catherine got a lovely review, saying there were echoes of Ashleen B in there. But Bohart is relaxed and less high energy. Um, she's she on the basis of this small set. set she's going to be a big name in a few years' time, probably jugging stand up and acting. How cool is that? And all the acts have got lovely, lovely comments. Um, but yeah, Catherine's a mate one. I thought she did brilliantly. Mickey Overman was uh, another brilliant uh, person on the night. I thought and um, a very, very well deserved winner in. Um, in Katie Brain, uh, Harriet Brain, rather, she I thought she did brilliantly. So Amy Hawerska, our special guest, who's had a bit of getting here trouble. We are in East London. We've got to give her that. Uh, she is now arriving. We're going to let her settle on down into the Hoxton vibe, and then we're going to chat to her. Don't forget, you can tweet me if you've got any questions for Amy at Samantha Baines, B A I N E S, and at Hoxton Radio as well. You can also head over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. Baines Plus One, Hoxton Radio. It is Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines. She's here. My special guest, Amy Hawerska, is here. Hello. Come a bit closer <laughs> to the mic, I'm coming mic, closer to the mic. So I'm we can hear your beautiful voice. I'm shouting into the mic before. I mean, please shout. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I did a lovely tension-inducing introduction about you, and I mentioned that you're Polish, Irish, Catholic Jew. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what what box, happened? Box-ticking wet dreams. Yeah. Hitler, mainly. Okay. I mean, so that's when my granddad ended over here, and then he was a bit Jewy. And he married an Irish Catholic woman because she was like a well rebel sort of lady. So that's one side. And then my great grandma's Jewy as well. And then we so ended up. So both sides of the family. Both sides got on both sides. And then we ended up in Wales. And so that's where all that comes from. <laughs> I know. People are like, why did you end up in Wales? And I go, oh, it was a helicopter crash in Germany. And all the people running the skydive said to die. So my dad went and took a... It's just tragedy, wall-to-wall wow. tragedy, which is why I'm where I am, essentially. Hi, Hi. nice to be here, Sam. <laughs> that's an excellent history of your family story. I, I, yeah. That's what so what have you been up to today? I got oh. up and um, I did some stretches. Shut up, I did. Did you? I did, yeah, because I'm old now and everything hurts. Um, what sort of yoga-esque stretching? Yoga-esque. I'm tired all the time because I'm old and tired now. So um, I did some stretches and I sat on my boyfriend's boxers. And on he, them or in them? In them. Mm. And then he went to work and he was like, oh, have a nice day. And I was like, yeah. Where's he from? He's from Galway. Oh. He's a little, little Irish imp. He's hilarious. And he, he, have so, you found his pot of gold? I haven't found this pot of gold. How long have you been together? Uh, do you know what? About nine months now. Okay, it'll come. Do you know, I'm find, this is what I'm finding weird about him. He's really normal and nice. 
And I'm finding that What? really weird. Like every time I find, I'm like, no, he's just normal and nice. What does he do? He's an engineer. Oh, It's nothing to yes. do with comedy. You're married to a non-comedy person, yes. aren't you? It's a good thing to do. It's excellent. Yeah, he, he like... won't let me sit in his boxes though. No, he'll let me sit on them, <laughs> but not with the cats. <laughs> but not because he them. just leaves them everywhere. Um, but not in them. No. So you've had a lovely morning. You're going to go to meditation at later. No, I, mean, I was on my way, and then I remembered I was meant to be. I was literally going. Doo, 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 doo. Ooh, I will finally go to a meditation class at the London Buddhist Centre. <laughs> And no. then I'm here. No, you have to be on the radio instead. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a form of meditation. It is. You've got a lovely radio voice. It's very relaxing. Do, oh, to you. oh, there we go. Are you always, if you nod off, I'll just. Oh be no! Like, I'll wake you up in between. Whenever I hear you do your M, like your MC in work, I think oh, she's got a lovely voice. I hope she does loads of voiceovers. <laughs> Thank you. You're if right. you could tell the industry that, that'd be great. I will. So, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about your Edinburgh show. Oh I think yeah. We should kick off with this because this. This is where we hung out mostly this year, in the Berg. In the Berg. You did my lovely night, two girls, one cup of comedy. I loved your night. It's really, it was really lovely. Yeah, we loved having you. And you, your show, tell us a bit about your show this year. Oh, my show was called Smash Cat, which is apparently a phrase that is not in common use, but it is now because people are <laughs> using it more. Smash Hashtag some, Smash Cat. Hash, yeah, when someone's a little bit of a, oh, 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 like a bit of a party animal, but like not a problem. Like the, you know, some people when they get on it, you think, oh God, I'm gonna have to put them in a cab. They're gonna be, they're gonna be a problem. But mm. when some people get on it, you're like, Haverska's here, <laughs> yeah. So that's what, <laughs> that's what Smash Cat means. I wish I was a Smash Cat. <laughs> I think I'm. Oh God, we got to put her in a cab. I'm not. Are you one of those? <laughs> See, I'm. I'm just. Don't, I'm completely retired. Smash. The, the show is about being a retired Smash Cat, okay. essentially. And um, a lot because all my f favorite like Smash Cats dies this year, like you know yeah. Bowie and Prince. And I was like, I can't cope. I'm gonna have to do a little show that's homage to them. So I did. And you had a lovely time. It went down very well. Oh, it got low. The thing is, wigs. People love wigs. <laughs> there were wigs in there. There was, there, there's going to be sort of so much more Tina Turner, I think, in that show. <laughs> like she, How she could you not bring wigs when you did our night? I'm so disappointed. Oh, God, I should have brought so bad. I had, what it was is that when David Bowie died, I had a bit of a breakdown at a comedy club for kids gig where I thought... It would be hilarious if I did the whole gig dressed as Jareth the Goblin King from the 1984 film Labyrinth. Wow. Very relevant to seven-year-olds mm, today. Did they get it? Um, we got complaints. <laughs> <laughs> But it, was, it went so badly that I thought, that is the, that's got to go in the show. So that was the ending of the show. I've got a picture of it. I'll show you. We should tweet the picture Yes, of let's it. definitely tweet Someone, the picture. Yes, What's the wig like? It's the Jareth wig. I mean, I can't recall him off the top of my head. You, you cannot recall... Well, that's Jareth. He's my screen. Oh, wow. So cartoon. it's kind of... 80s mullet. 80s mullet. Inspired. Did you remember watching Labyrinth? Yeah. Going? I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but I like it. Because that's what I remember. I used to have nightmares. Because, you know, there's I, I the baby. Very different sort of dreams. But God, sorry, okay. <laughs> Isn't there the baby and then it's her sister or something? And it's she's her trying little brother. To... Toby! Okay. Her little brother. So I used to have nightmares after I watched that, that I lost my little sister who I think Nightmares had recently dream. been born. <laughs> But no, I don't know where she is, Mum. <laughs> oh, she's gone now. <laughs> Just Back me. to me. <laughs> um, no, I used to have nightmares that I'd lost her and I had to find her in the world of Labyrinth and it was very stressful. 
Oh. And all the creepy things came. That makes quite a lot of sense. It's quite good. To- I had recurring really- nightmares. Like About it was a traumatic... David Bowie's cod piece. <laughs> no, David Bowie, unfortunately, wasn't in it because I think he would have made it better. It was all the like little creepy animals that were in it and I was just running through a labyrinth. It's that bit when the sort of room collapses and it's in a dump, it's in like a dump, that bit with all that... Yeah, oh gosh. That was a very good noise, though, impression. Oh, I thought, radio, don't do visual images, do noises too. Remember, we like this box, little girl. That, yeah, that's that very good. There you go, I have seen If they one. remake it. I will, that film should never be remade. Okay. It's like, there was talk of remaking it a few years ago and everyone just went nuts. And they were like, no, you can't, it's a masterpiece, leave it It's alone. a cult classic. It is. It's like people go, no, let's remake The Princess Bride. No, get some new ideas, stop it. <laughs> so uh, is next year's show going to be about film? Have you thought about it at all? I I think there's going to be a bit of Tina, I love Tina Turner. Okay. And I think there's going to, I find it very inspiring. So um, I had one bad day at the Fringe, right? And I came home and I thought, what I will do is I will... Oh, my phone's going off. Oh, classic. I am just doing the People are like, you're on the radio. radio. You're in demand. Give her a call. Um, (laughs) uh, I went home after a bad day and I rolled myself a special cigarette and I listened to (laughs) Tina Turner's Simply the Best. A special cigarette, sort of a a herbal. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, why have I never done this before? This is the best day of my life. And so I thought, it's such a good tune. I thought, I'm going to recreate this now for the... It made me think how brilliant Tina was. And then I had to just listen to her loads and I came back from Edinburgh with my post-Edinburgh Benz. I thought you were saying that you were going to do some sort of experience for the audience where they just watch you smoke a herbal cigarette while you listen to Tina Turner. No, I rewatched all of them. interactive. <laughs> I rewatched all of her videos. I'm really into how batshit 80s videos are. You know how they're absolutely crazy? Yeah. So, like, the Tina Turner one for Simply the Best is a horse galloping and cuts between her what? pretending to do horse feet and then the horse doing dressage it's bonkers and i was like i've just got to do more of these what? so really it's simply the best about isn't tina turner like similar to a horse that's what the whole video is saying <laughs> look at her flared nostrils look at look at the horse's flared nostrils look at her legs look at the horse's legs that's, that's whole too video. much it's amazing amy how else we we need to talk more about these things Bates plus one hoxton radio now, Amy. Oh, yeah. You're here with me on Baines Plus One. It's time for your quickfire round. Okay. Have you ever been in a quickfire situation previously? I think so, yes. Oh. What, what happened? Oh, um, I accidentally swore. I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I will do tense eyes at you. Okay, so good. You might be alarmed. Kick me into the table. Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> so when they put me on, like, the BBC Wales lunchtime shows, I'm like, don't, you'll get complaints. Like, Every time they get complaints, it's... Keep booking me. <laughs> That's nice. Repeat business. <laughs> Maybe stop swearing. Okay. okay, so this is your quick fire round. Here we go. Tea or coffee? Tea. Facebook. Oh, big printer noise. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Poland or island? Poland. Car or train? Train. Pen or pencil? Pen. Catholicism or Judaism? Jews. <laughs> half empty or half full? Half full. TV or radio? Radio. Channel 4 or Channel 5? Channel 4. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? Fridge. <gasps> Adventurous or cautious? Adventurous. Jaffa cakes, cakes or biscuits? <gasps> biscuits. 
Oh, you did so well. Now, let's talk about this. Why would you put ketchup in the fridge? Because it's a perishable. And you're meant to keep Have it in the fridge. Have you ever seen ketchup perish? <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't seen it back. Do you I think know. it could grow mould? There's so many chemicals in it. It is just red flavoured chemical, isn't it? Ketchup. It is. Hey, I've got an interesting ketchup fact for you. Okay. Bring uh, it on. Brown sauce is just the same ingredients as ketchup, but with the quantities reversed. So the vinegar and, and the tomato quantity swapped around. So brown sauce was made by accident one day. And then they went, oh, it's I quite love nice. brown sauce. It's great, isn't it? It's More just, than ketchup. Yeah, me too. And I keep neither of them in the fridge. <gasps> you monster. I know, my husband loves keeping them in the fridge. This is why I ask everyone. Normally people say cupboard and I feel relieved and like my life is <laughs> worth something. And um, what's the most recent lie you've told, Amy? What's the most recent lie I've told? Mm. Open up to us here Ooh. at Austin Radio. Um, I, tr- I try not to tell lies at all. That's good. It's really difficult, though. If you Because, you know, white lies to spare people's feelings. Yeah. So Have you told any of those? Um, I, I treated my friend to something and said, don't worry about it, even though I'm really poor. But then her dad's just died, so that's a lie. I was like, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry, it wasn't much. But it was. It was. Oh, that's really nice. Lie. Oh, that's, a, that's such a humble brag lie, isn't it? Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> You're such a nice person. Stop it. Well, sometimes. <laughs> Any well, secret habits or talents? Secret habits or talents. I'm a. Used to be a very good pole dancer. <laughs> oh wow! How did you learn? I used to like doing gymnastics when I was a kid. So it's like the same principles, really. What's your best pole dancing move? Swinging myself it? upside down and then hooking my legs around the pole and then let, taking my arms off and spin and going round. But on your legs? On my legs, yeah. You just... Oh, wow. But I can't... I wish we had a pole. <laughs> do you get bruises? Yeah, you get bruises. Often because you only do it when you're drunk. And like, <laughs> so you'll get those bruises. But I can't really do it anymore because I'm A, a lot heavier than I used to be when I was 25 and B, have no upper body strength anymore. <laughs> so I can do a little, like a half one now. It looks like a half, so it's a kick. Yeah. Oh, if you are ever doing a gig somewhere where there's a pole, <laughs> people are going to be like, "Do it, do it!" Oh, I, they were. I'll be the, there already. I'll be those like, people will be me. <laughs> oh, look what I can do! And they're like, "Oh God, Amy's on the pole again." <laughs> um, what makes you angry? Um, all the the isms, the 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 sexisms and the racisms. All the isms make me angry. People not getting up on the tube for pregnant ladies or old people. That really annoys me. Oh, does it? Yeah, it makes me get, get up myself, obviously. But, but what, what about if you've had a really hard day and you're feeling really tired and you've twisted your ankle? Oh, yeah. And that... then you see someone who's borderline old. Would you get up? <laughs> um, yeah, probably. Oh, God, you're such a nice person. Oh, God. Amy. No, it's lovely. Um, you're making me feel bad. The one thing you couldn't live without... My friends. I couldn't live without my friends. I mean, in a moment, I'm going to puke in your face. Oh, God. <laughs> What's your biggest guilty pleasure? Booze. Okay. Cocktails. Cocktails. My boyfriend. What's your favourite one? Um, the last word. My boyfriend makes the most incredible cocktails. They're dangerous. There's like, like, oh, this is really lovely. Oh, I'm blind. I'm so drunk. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really dangerous. 
<laughs> you're so drunk, you're blind. <laughs> well, they're just so delicious. What alcohol is he using? I just, they, he basically sort of flavours the alcohol so you can't taste the alcohol at all. And before you know, you've drunk a pint of gin Yeah, you're blind. Okay, that is dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. Now, you are a very nice person that we've yeah. learned. Oh. And you are a very honest person. And yeah. so you told me that you're thinking about giving up comedy. I have this mo- <gasps> well, I have this moment all the time where I go, I'm giving up. Apparently that's quite normal, people. Yeah, in, we yeah. all have that. We do that a lot, mm. don't we? I was speaking to some com- comedians yesterday at a gig and and he was saying, one, one in particular, I won't mention it in case he doesn't want me to mention to the world that he might be giving up. He was saying, I just felt after Edinburgh, like, I wanted to give up. Do you ever feel like that? And I was like, babe, every week. Every, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But I think in Edinburgh, everyone's having a bad time. This is my theory. Like, even the people who get nominated, you yeah. like, they're all, because the people, all, I've known people who've got nominated and they're just like having a breakdown because they don't know what, they're trying to figure out how to divide their time. They're getting asked to do so many things and then they're worried about what they're going to do with the show afterwards or what the, now they've got too many options, they're freaking out. Mm. Like, everyone's having a bad time, even if you think they're having an amazing time. It's weird. The Edinburgh Fringe is a very weird, bubbly place. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, because I was saying this year, so my show went down quite well and it was sold yeah. out every day, but still... Look, I sold was, out every day, hashtag mm, sold out every day. Check it, even previews. Um, <laughs> but I, I was still walking around feeling like I wasn't having a great Edinburgh. That's so weird that you say that, because you look like you're having a great one. I mean, I'm very good at social media. <laughs> I'm, bad I'm at having social such media. a brilliant time. Smile, tweet, cry. Is no, that what you- I like to be quite honest on social media, but um, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? So, are you actually going to give up, or are you just I think, having a moment of crisis? I think I might. I'm just the lack of money is really irritating, you know, because all my friends have been doing proper careers for eight years. Like one of my mates, oh my god! So my show this year, I do it dressed as Freddie Mercury from the "I Want to Break Free" video, as you do. Great entrance, obs, obs. And uh, I have a moustache drawn on my face because it is funnier if you draw one on with eyeliner. <laughs> we did try a proper one. Anyway, so I'm doing this and my friend's parents come in who I went to uni with. I went to a posh high-achieving uni and I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> Where did you go to uni? I went to Oxford. Oxford. I went to Oxford on the scholarship shop. I went Hello. to the state school. Leave me alone. So that's state school, state school person, state school. Anyway, so my friend's parents are there. My friend now runs a bit of Google. <laughs> And, what? and I'm there with a moustache draw on my face with <laughs> eyeliner. And I'm like, life choices, mate, life choices. Yeah, but who's having a better time? I think she is okay. in the Maldives sometimes, you know. That sounds quite nice. Yeah. Um, but there are fun bits of comedy. What are your favourite bits of comedy? I, I like that uh, about a few times a month I will cry with laughter at work. Like, there's at least once a week where I'm at a gig and I'm just in tears laughing at someone being brilliant on stage. That makes me so happy. It's nice, isn't it? When you have an amazing gig, you make loads of people laugh. It's a lovely feeling. So I feel like I'm doing something that brings happiness or joy or is mean- meaningful in some way. You yeah. Know? So I like that about it. And you've started doing the tellies as well. You've done bits and bobs I've on the tellies. I've done bits and bobs. I want more people to put me on the tellies. Okay. So I'll have more money. I probably will have to stop eating so much food. Why? (laughs) 
I don't know. I feel like you've got to be either one or the other to oh, be Lady yes. You've got to be either like thin and gorge or you've got to be chubs. Like you can't just be normal woman in the middle. You've got to be one or the other. Someone Do once said to me, I well, I... I, f- I think that's how we feel and I think that shouldn't be the case and yeah. I, I'm trying to not diet because I feel like I need to, to especially because I act. But um, someone said to me once, you're not pretty enough to be a leading lady but you're too pretty to be a character actress. And I feel like that is kind of that problem of like you even need to be gorgeous or you need to be like really unique looking. <laughs> I didn't swear then. I was going to swear then and I stopped myself. I'm so impressed with myself. <laughs> so, so. A casting director in the industry oh who like puts people in TVs said that to me. I love reading the casting things where I get sent for, which is like, you know, um, not too... I've, I've discovered that I am not, un, not too attractive. I'm not but ugly, but I'm not intimidatingly attractive. Yeah. That's what I get sent Everyday for. girl. Everyday girl. Girl you next know. door. I, I was recently penciled for overweight jogger as a role. Oh, oh! I love a bit of overweight jogger penciling. <laughs> it's my favourite. I mean, it was a, the, in the breakdown. It said slightly overweight jogger. Oh, okay. Which makes me feel a bit better. But Let's um, be honest, that's a lovely everyone thing. Everyone slightly to... overweight on TV, don't they? I look at myself and I'm like, oh my god, where did all the chins come from? Like, I don't have that many chins in real life. I totally do that. Like my husband said to me, it's like something you do when you're on the telly that you just do a double chin like all the time. Like in real life, you don't do it that much. But on the telly, especially when you're in a comedy, it's like every other shot is me with a double chin because I have a, a distinct lack of chin. So oh, it's very easy for me to go. Oh, it's what um, Amy Schumer calls an at-risk chin. Oh, I call it Jew waddle. I have got, <laughs> this is Jews when they get older, half their face just slides down underneath and it gives them an extra bit of face. It's, really, like it's really difficult. I think that ha- I'm Catholic. I think that happens to us too. It's just your age, guilt waddle. <laughs> My guilt, guilt waddle. My, I haven't been to confession for long enough. <laughs> waddle. Um, but no, I think this shouldn't be the case. I think we are normal, beautiful sized women with boobs and bums and we should be on the telly and we shouldn't feel like we need to diet. I think that's true. I think that's... Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, let's make a series or something and have no one who's on a diet in it. (laughs) Oh, no, haven't... My my wonderful friend, Celia Pacola, who's coming over to do live at the Apollo on Tuesday. Oh, that's exciting. She's back in the country. Ooh, the I lo- saw her the other day, in fact. Oh, yeah, she's a lovely human and wonderful and so talented. And she's just written a sitcom that she's starring in. And it's, it sounds hilarious. It's about estate agents in Tasmania. I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds like it's going to be Good. brilliant. That sounds ideal. And she was just saying she's written this part where, you know, she is a normal size woman and she doesn't want children she doesn't want a man she's just really silly she's not stupid but she's silly and she has those of fun like a normal representative of women on tv yeah so i'm exciting to see what that's gonna uh, be. that would be amazing i like that Baines plus one hoxton radio it is Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my special guest. Hello, Amy Averska. There we go. So it's time for the news. Oh, should I read out all the headlines? Yes, please. Okay, we've here got we go. Stranger danger on the tube. Ooh, life down under is swell. A chilly reception in Taiwan. A baby shower to remember, and things get juicy at Manchester Airport. Hey up. Those are the headlines. Those be the headlines. So let's delve into this. Stranger danger on the tube. 
This is very funny. That's just every day, isn't it? (laughs) It is. Going to work on the tube, that should be called. Well, this is commuters have proven on the London Underground that the grumpy stereotype is still alive and well because there's a new incentive that is encouraging strangers to talk to each other on the tube. Why? Exactly. It's called Tube Chat and they've got badges and they were released on Wednesday and it invites commuters to to put a badge on their jacket that says Tube Chat and talk to other people on public transport. So you wear the badge to let other people know you're interested and then you'll benefit from a daily chat. So they use Transport for London branding, but a spokesperson from the authority confirmed to the Huffington Post, this is not anything that we've been involved in. They appear to be the work of filmmaker and... Leo Lee and Toby Lee, who are the sons of Mike Lee and Alison Oh, right. So London commuters, though, are not having not having it. They don't like it. They've taken to social media to moan about it and what, say, moan why about are they doing people being happy this? and talking to each other. Yeah, about these badges and saying, I don't want someone to talk to me on the tube. Well, then just don't wear a badge. <laughs> How do you feel about this, Amy? Do you think it's a good incentive? My first thought was, oh no, loads of pensioners are going to get the badge and then people are going to talk to them and rob them. Oh, that was my first thought. London, 10 cynical. years. <laughs> 10 years today, living in London. And also, like, I now and again chat to people on the tube. Like, if something happens, you'll have a little chat with people. Or That's quite good, though, because some people just ignore it. I know, I always have a little chat. Or if someone's, like, wearing really nice shoes or a coat, I'm like, oh my God, where's your coat or shoes from? And I ask them, like... Do you think that's because you were brought up in Wales and people from Wales are friendlier? Yeah, totes. It, <laughs> you hear a Welsh accent and you're like, oh, where are you from? Shamai. And they're like, oh, Shamai, back in. And you just start chatting really happily and everyone looks at you like, why are they happy? <laughs> so you, you, well, you, would you wear this tube chat No, because I don't need a badge to behave like a human being. I already <laughs> behave like one. It's just, I see. Do you know what I, I mean? I see what you've done here. Yeah. Oh, but I think it's quite nice. Well... You know, because sometimes you chat to someone and they're just really not interested in chatting. So maybe other people wearing the badge would alert you to the fact that they're open to the chat. Isn't that just called reading body language? Yeah. And social cues? Mm. I mean, I think it's a nice idea if people are shy, but they'd really like to chat on the tube. It's for shy people, isn't it? And you know, like in newspapers, they do your tube crush. Yes. Maybe if that person was wearing a badge, they'd actually ask them out instead of writing to a newspaper to tell them that they didn't ask someone on the tube out. Maybe. Maybe Maybe this is the new Tinder, is what I'm saying. Badges. (laughs) Retro. It's just a form of retro Tinder, isn't it? And you can wear like a green badge. MS-DOS Tinder. (laughs) Swipe left, swipe right. Life Down Under is swell. Oh my gosh, this is my favourite. An Australian man has reportedly been bitten on his lower member. Oh dear. By a venomous spider for the second time. Where is he putting his member? Yeah, exactly. So this is a 21-year-old tradesman. He was using a portable toilet on a building site in Sydney. And he suffered a repeat of an unfortunate encounter he had only five months ago. Jordan, whose surname has not been released, which I love. It's clearly like, I don't want anyone to know about this. Please don't tell the press. The most unlucky guy in the country at the moment. That's what he said about himself. Do you know what? That doesn't surprise me because do you know the lovely James Loveridge? Calm down before I finish the anecdote. Yes. He always... Comedian. I know. He always has like stains on his like trousers. He never looks before he sits. He just plonks his 
booty everywhere and then he's always sitting in food or drinks oh, or something dear. or chewing gum like the amount of times I've gone James you've got chewing gum on your jeans again he's like God, I'm like, just look before you plonk your ass down somewhere well this guy said he had a look under both seats oh did he have a man look then though? he sat down de- exactly when your husband goes oh Cursory. Sam I can't find my jacket and you're like it's hanging in the hall and you're like oh it's not and then you go and find it for him and it's in the hall you're like, it's just slightly underneath this other jacket. If you moved a millimetre, you would have seen it. Yeah. Well, he said, I, yeah, I, had, I, look at, I had a look under both seats. Then I sat down and did my biscuit, biscuit business. The next thing you know, I'm bent over in pain. Oh, bless him. He was taken to the hospital. Oh, he'll avoid using the on-site facilities, he said now. Is Where's this... he going to wee? I think that's more dangerous. He was having a poo-poo, wasn't he? Because he was sitting down. Yeah. He was having that. He's just going to hold it in. That's not very healthy, is it? Let it out. Maybe he needs a water pistol and he just takes a water pistol and like shoots the toilet a few times just to see if anything's there. (laughs) Or he could sort of get those pants that maybe just have a flap in the back so the front sort of stays in. But then it'll crawl in the flap and just... (gasps) And then there'll be lots of bites. Yeah. Anyway, Jordan, with no surname, we feel for you. Get well, mate. Get well soon. A chilly reception in Taiwan. <laughs> Basically, a woman chased a fridge down a road. We've all been there. So the CCTV footage captured the moment that a fridge was blown away on its wheels by a passing typhoon in Taiwan. So it was... Um, the- typhoon in Taiwan. Oh, That's you don't get to say. to say that often, do you? So it wasn't even her fridge, right? It was just a random fridge that hadn't been secured down by a shop. And she thought, no, I'm going to get that. I'm having that. I can make it. She chased someone else's fridge down the road and she got it. She she grabbed it it and she held it still. I think she gave it back. Would you do that? Nah. Well, I'd just watch it. I'd just be like, oh, there's a fridge. Unless there were dogs or children and I worried about them getting taken out <laughs> yeah. by a fridge. A child in... Oh, I thought you meant a child in a pram, like, <laughs> falling down the hill. I'd run after that. A battleship Potemkin <laughs> just going in front of the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd just be like, there's a fridge, carry on drinking my tea. Yeah, me too as but well. But she went for it, bless her. She got it. Good <laughs> on you, girl. I, I imagine this is now going to be a new sort of race because there's all sort of weird races. That's a Channel 5 programme. Yeah. Storage wars. Fridge catchers. <laughs> fridge catchers. Chase the fridge. Um, a baby shower to remember. I mean, who said baby showers were only for ladies? Because it's a group of lads in Nuneaton. They've uh, taken the tradition to new bounds. So they gave a baby shower to father-to-be Tom Hocking. And his girlfriend was having her own glitzy affair in their house. Tom told everyone he was going to have one too. So his friends dressed him up as a baby right. in a massive nappy, had a barbecue Some and got a bouncy... Yeah. <laughs> got a bouncy castle. Yeah. And uh, just had a lovely, uh, lovely time. It looks like a stag do from the photos. He's like, he's got a dummy and a massive nappy on. That, that is brilliant. That is a fetish for some people, though, isn't it? Can I just dressing say, up as a baby? Can I just say something about baby showers? Recently, I've been to a lot of baby showers, and I've had like the worst hangover ever from these baby showers. Because a lot of my friends, they work in media or TV or PR, yeah, so really they know how to partay, right? And also, we all 
it's sort of like a wake for us who were left behind. <laughs> so we're all losing our friends. So we're all, oh, it's a wake. Oh, we've lost her now I'm for the next five him. years. So we're sort of giving speeches about how great she is and getting really drunk. And because it's like high tea somewhere. So you have to drink all the booze. Yeah. Yeah. And eat the cake. And eat the cake. And the cake is not absorbent. <laughs> I've never been to a baby shower. Really? Oh my God, take some off my hands. It's so expensive. Other people's love is so expensive. What is the etiquette? Do you have to bring like a ridiculously expensive baby gift? Someone's very organised and they do a list normally at John Lewis and we all buy the important things. So it's like a wedding. It's like it's a wedding baby. for a baby with booze and cake. <laughs> Who cuts the cake? We all just sort of eat it like animals. Okay, so it's not a sort of, you know, at the wedding, the husband and wife like, Although the last baby shower I went to, all the PR ladies, they all ordered extra cocktails and then they didn't pay for them. So we had to pay for their cocktails. We were like, (gasps) oh, we didn't drink. And we were like, you... I'm not swearing, Mm. ladies. (laughs) (laughs) You naughty ladies. And then they drank them all. So you didn't even get the drinks. No, we drank too, but, you know, we paid for other people's. But we are nice friends, so we organise it, so therefore we pick up the extra bill because that's how we are. Did they get extra good baby presents? No, they got baby grows. Themed baby grows? Come on, it's not a pram. Are they those tiny little outfits that are like a onesie? Yeah, they were like, we're not going to contribute to the main list because we're going to bring our own presents, and then their presents were rubbish. Wow. I know, see, I know nothing about baby memorabilia (laughs) accessories because none of my friends have had babies yet and I haven't had a baby and don't plan to soon I've got godchildren as well I don't know why I think it's because my friend's like she's never going to get her crap together to have her own (laughs) let's get some free babysitting out of this so what's the most expensive baby present that's normally on a baby shower list it's normally like a car seat like a car seat or a bassinet what is that that sounds like a bra that sounds like a type of bra Maybe it is the type of bra and I'm getting confused. No, bassinet's like the big baby basket, like the Moses baskets. Is that right? Is that just for the house? Maybe I'm getting the words No, you're probably right. Um, Balcony bassinet, I'm Balcony bassinet. They're similar though. They're both holding baby equipment or babies. Yeah. (laughs) Baby (laughs) equipment. equipment Oh, I don't want them just to be baby equipment. That's what they are. God's pillows. Fun bags. (laughs) No, God's pillows or baby baby (laughs) equipment. Milk dispensers mm, delicious i'm lactose intolerant Come back. things that get juicy at Man- i mean thank you for your baby shower tips but things <laughs> get juicy at manchester airport this Ooh. is my favorite story and i've written a poem on it this week okay a pensioner caused a security alert at manchester airport because he had a particularly juicy pork pie <laughs> this genuinely happened i love this pensioner norman pearson took a moist savory snack that sounds so wrong but it's just a pork pie through security after he picked it up at wigan central the night before because they're known for their excellent pork pies wigan. he's flying to spain apparently he does this all the time he always gets a pork pie before he flies obviously you can't have certain amounts of liquid in your luggage and they were scanning his luggage and they thought his pork pie was some sort of liquid filled container and they searched his um, luggage and they and they found out that it was a pork pie <laughs> his I brother, think the x-ray person is just bad at their job well apparently they said you know <laughs> they've never seen that before 
It must have been a very juicy pie. That's what the security staff said. His brother Roy said, Norman and pork pies are regular. Should do it in Northern. Norman and pork pies are regular travelling companions, but it's the first time it's caused an issue with airport security. It is a travelling food, isn't it? A good pork pie. (laughs) I just say, my sister once were on a flight. Yeah. She got a mini pork pie and she put it in between two dairily triangles to eat it like a sandwich. My mum almost had an epileptic fit. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? That is the grossest. Cheese sandwich. She said, it's cheese, just like cheese and ham. Pork pie in two dairily triangles. What a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I like your family. Yeah. <laughs> they sound like my kind of people. <laughs> um, well, that's the news and some excellent baby shower top tips for you on Hoxton Radio Um, we've still got Amy for a little while longer Uh, you can tweet us throughout the show at Samantha Baines B-A-I-N-E-S at Hoxton Radio and you're on Twitter as well I'm at Haverska H-O-W-E-R-S-K-A tweet us all and we're we're putting out pictures and things so you can see how glorious we all look Uh, keep it Hoxton Radio Baines plus one You are listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my special plus one... Amy Haverska! <gasps> that was such a good voiceover voice. Hey. Do you do the X Factor? I know, but uh, when I, I do... Yeah, people do my name like that for some reason. When I do radio, they go, Amy Haverska! I'm like, <laughs> stop doing it. I've been saying it wrong and saying Haverska. Do people do that all the time? I think it's like Davis or Davies. I don't really mind. I'm saying it so people can just spell it on social media. Yeah. That's right. That's the real reason. That's the good. I like your style. Good work. Now, Amy, I've done my poem of the week. Oh, God. Which I would like to read for you. Lovely. Which is about the pork pie incident. Okay. It's called Pork Pie Madness. Ooh. A man bought a juicy pork pie, but his eating experience went awry. You see, he went. He wanted to bring it to Spain, something he's done time and again. But this meaty pastry was a bit too juicy, so it counted as a liquid, loosely. He was stopped at airport security to ascertain the pie's purity. They couldn't extract the juice, so they let the pie on the loose. And Norman was able to fly as he waved Manchester goodbye. Like the Terminator, he knew he'd be back, if only for another delicious porky snack. I love it. That's my poem of the week. It needs to be illustrated by Quentin Blake. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I'll, I'll see if he's up for it. Yeah. I'll give actually. him a little email. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Oh. <coughs> now, I haven't asked you the important question. Oh, God, what is it? How did you get into comedy? Bad childhood. Great. There you go. That's I'm glad it. we covered that off just People quickly. think they say it's something else, but it's not. It's always <laughs> bad childhood, essentially. <coughs> any top tips for any young comedians listening, apart from quitting get a therapist and okay. don't go into comedy <laughs> be an architect or a lawyer instead and get a therapist it'll ultimately be better for you that's excellent tips no problem do you have a therapist oh i have i've just got one recently actually have you yeah to cope with my i can't cope with this career it's too stressful i feel like we all have therapists i know but can i so i only just got this new one she's a skype therapist right Ooh. she's a real person it's not like someone i found in like a, a leaflet in a toilet or something it's like proper okay and she looks like an exact mix of katie herring 
formerly of Katie Wilkins, Richard Herring's wife, and Rachel Paris. Like those two merged together. She looks like Like those. Comedy. And she also got the mannerisms of Rachel Paris. And so I told her this at the end of our sesh. And then she mimed playing a recorder. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. You are the best. It's Rachel Paris, your your therapist. Have you told Rachel? <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, Rachel Paris is a therapist. And I've written you a song about how I think you're feeling. <laughs> Would be an amazing character. <laughs> we should definitely let her know about this. Yeah, I think so. Um, my, my therapist told me to fill, imagine filling my body with green liquid to feel strong. What? Yeah. So kind of works. You have a therapist too. Yeah, we all do. We do, don't we? Mm. I think it's good because this is it's a profession that's quite mentally hard on you. Yeah. And we're all self-obsessed anyway. <laughs> we so, basically just pay someone to listen to us talk about ourselves because we can't get enough and of it And then our job is just gigs. talking about ourselves as well. It's just too much. <laughs> and then I go on the radio and talk, talk about, about myself. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, it's been so lovely to have you here. Where can we come and see you gig next? Ooh, well, I am at the Comedy store uh, next Tuesday oh hang on let me get my gig diary up on the 18th of November lovely people of Hoxton Borough uh, you can come and see Smash Cat at the Rose and Crown Kentish Town which does amazing food as well they Brilliant. do a little food deal um, I'm also on doing the boat show on the 4th of October and then following on from that I'm just reading off my diary I'm very very professional I'm doing on the 6th of October um, at the comedy store so any of those you're very welcome to come along and see they all sound lovely thanks mate do you like performing on a boat I've not done that one yet have you not oh hang on have I performed have you ever performed on a boat I feel like I have but I can't Mm. yes I have in Russia that's another story oh my goodness there we go so often at the moment, I only perform on a boat. Last week, I was flown to a yacht in the south of France to perform Who is comedy. getting all these amazing gigs? I mean, weird people on Facebook. Um, Love it. But my top tips for performing on yachts. Is it because you had Cox boats. in your Edinburgh title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were like, Brian Cox, right? She's booked for everything now for the next 10 years. She a knows tiny about science. million, billion, little billions. To, it's amazing. Yeah, that's exactly why. And they were like, can you do Brian? And I was like, can I just say? I can do him. I know we've got a wrap up but there was a Radio 4 quiz that was like is this Brian Cox quote or a Dr Spock quote and it was a quiz <laughs> and I had 100% and I have never been more proud of myself wow I don't think I'd even get that right I, I know Dr Spock very well and Brian Cox slightly well but Dr Spock yeah got that down I think that's an excellent place to leave our time together <laughs> Amy <laughs> I know Dr Spock very well oh, I do perhaps too ladies well. <laughs> Amy Havasca, thank you very much. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in to Vase Plus One on Hoxha Radio. I shall be back next Thursday with a wondrous comedy guest. Have a marvellous week. Don't forget you can tweet me at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S, at Hoxton Radio as well. And follow us on Facebook. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. Please hit subscribe and tell all your friends about the show via social media at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. Thanks so much, guys.